had the opportunity of being at the Twin City Film Festival opening this year, 2016, I interviewed the first film that was released called Bloodstripe. It is a film that was released for film festivals around the nation this past year. And it is an amazing film that was co-written by the husband and wife power team of Remy Aubuginois and Kate Nowlin. This is also Remy's first film he has ever directed. And Kate plays the PTSD female Marine veteran derailed by the PTSD upon return to her civilian life. Millions of veterans suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder, and the statistics are a moving target. Is it noticed within one year of returning from battle? Uh, Not all people. Do you only count PTSD that limits a soldier's ability to go back into battle or remain employed? But that may have destroyed a marriage or wrecked a family. Some people go decades before they realize that they even are affected by PTSD. So it is very hard to get help, and we all struggle to help. <clears throat> we all struggle to help these veterans more and more. And Remy and Kate really wanted to help build awareness on that. So it's important to see this film. It is um, an ambitious drama that also won the LAFF Prize for Homegrown Narrative Fiction Feature. The interesting part I found in this film is that Kate was never given a name. She just went by the sergeant. But it worked so well for her in this film. It was really amazing. Um, My first interview was with Stephanie Dillon, and she is one of the main supporters of the Twin City Film Festival. Stephanie Dillon, what's your connection to the Twin City Film Festival? I got involved uh, with the Twin Cities Film Festival probably their first year when Jaden came to me and asked me if I'd be interested in sponsoring, at that time, a little film called The Bully Project. And um, he sort of characterized it for me and told me what it was and why it was important to screen the film here. And at that time, it was really a small independent documentary that was just touring the country. And I said yes, and it was an amazing experience. And as it turned out, it ended up competing for an Academy Award, and I think it, um, I think it might have won an Academy Award for Best Documentary that year. Very cool. What's your what's your attraction to the small film world? You know, I think that what I'm attracted to the most is the individual storyteller. I think that what's really compelling and interesting is to hear stories that are unique and that are authentic and that are told by a diverse group of people. And so I think that places like the Twin Twin Cities Film Festival are now the places that showcase those kinds of stories. And um, it's important that we support that and support them because if we don't, someday we may not be able to have the kind of diversity of storytelling that we do now. So small films can actually go on to do pretty well, correct? I think that it's getting more and more difficult. Because, because there's too many films? 
No. Well, yes. I think that it's true that there are that there are a lot of films, but I think that one of the issues that we navigate in the industry is that there are so many distribution platforms to showcase film that it's getting more difficult for the consumer to understand where to access good storytelling. And the other piece is that it's an art. And unlike other arts, because there is such a... Um, because the landscape has changed and the art has become easier to make, it's become cheaper to make, and it's become an art in which everyone feels that they can make it, we are losing the true authentic way of storytelling with film five years ago was still alive and well. Yeah, I'm assuming that you've seen the film Bloodstripe. I have not. You haven't seen any of it. I have not seen the Bloodstripe, and tonight I get to see it in the Twin Cities, in my hometown, with my hometown audience. I'm so excited for you. I can't wait to see this, too. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited and so happy. Thank you for everything that you do for TCFF and and all the small people in the world, because small people need to be seen and heard. I'm so grateful for you. I love you, honey. Thanks, hon. Remy Auberginois is best known for his reoccurring role as Mr. Alpin in the television series Weeds, and as Dr. Emerson on the television series Mad Men. He is the son of Rene Auberginois, who portrayed Father Mulcahy in MASH. Remy, as I had said earlier, co-wrote Bloodstripe with his lovely wife, Kate Nolan, and directed this amazing film. Thank you so much. Remy, thank you so much for making this incredible film. I I cannot wait to see it, and I'm sure that you've heard this for months, but I'm... I, I, I am so... If you were my son, I'd be so proud of you. <laughs> you Talk to my mother, because she is. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> thank you. So you have, I, you have your mother-in-law, you have your daughter, you have your wife, and you have your father in this film. And it's, my father-in-law as and well. And your father-in-law, so it's quite a just, family affair. That's just the actual family. That doesn't include the chosen family, which, of course, everybody becomes when you make a movie. Of so, course. yes, it's a family. It is a family scene, for yes. sure, for sure. Yes. And how was that? How did it work? Was this a first time that's happened? Well, this is my first directorial outing, so certainly that was the first time it's happened. It, you know, it's interesting. It's, it requires, making an independent film requires that kind of depth of commitment that family brings. And of course, as I say, chosen family as well. You know, there were people who just really have exhibited their love for the project itself and for us and their support. Um, but it did start, yes, with the the close family. Um, we couldn't have done it without uh, the the you know the backstop uh, of our families, and um, that was so important. And I think that it comes through. You know, we say when we cook a meal for our our daughter that that we put a lot of love in it. I think you feel it in this movie uh, because it's. Um, because it's really investigated in a way. You know, Kate's performance is so deeply wrought, um, and that's a testament to her as an actor, but it also, I think, is a testament to her comfort level, which is about being at camp, being on the lake, where she really felt um, safe and able to go deep. You know. 
Uh, you and Kate co-wrote this film, and why did you choose to do this? What what did you did you come across a situation, or did you hear about something that made you feel you wanted to write this? Yeah, we did come across a story. We were already decided to make a movie on Lake Vermilion using Camp Vermilion as a base camp for both um, basing a crew and also as a primary location. We just thought it would be a perfect situation for making a film. And we decided to, you know, figure out what we could make there. And there was an article about a woman who was named Soldier of the Year by, I believe it was Military Times. And um, that opened up a whole area of exploration for a character that would be really appropriate for Kate because as my first directorial outing I wanted to keep the thing focused on a primary character that I could follow with the camera as opposed to a big ensemble story and um, once we sort of said oh yeah that's a real character that Kate could play Kate could be one of those women you know in another life she might have been one of these women who joins the service and um that opened up an area of exploration in terms of the veterans' experience and um, the, particularly the women veterans' experience. And it, the story grew really organically from that sort of, um, just sort of following that vein, you know. Did you, at the end, find yourself extremely surprised that it came out as more wonderful than you thought, being this was your first time directing? Uh, <laughs> Yes. Um, Do you think you're all that? No. I know I'm not all that. I know it's a lot of dumb luck. And, you know, I mean, it's a lot about the partners that you choose, which I got incredibly lucky in, and I trusted the partners that I chose. We had wonderful producers in Tandem Pictures. We had an amazing cinematographer in Radium Chung. We were, I worked with an editor, Jeremy L. Coton, who, you know, every, at every step of the way, your partners bring their own creative uh, input, and if I, f- I found that I allowed it, and, and at a certain point, I said to somebody who's also a director, uh, you know, I feel like I didn't, you know, I, I didn't do it. You know, everybody else kind of brought it, and he said, "That's what it is to be a director. You know, you are a curator of ideas." Um, I don't think I'm all that at all. I did trust and rely on my partners, and we got lucky. We got lucky with the weather. You know, and it's a lot of hard work. We put in the work. We were editing things, you know, we would take little moments that where before we'd said action or after we'd said cut and we would slow them down and play them backwards in order to get a transitional shot. You know, you're you're sort of mining everything that you have to tell the story that you want to tell. And it's not the story we started out telling. It changed a lot. And in fact, we did a massive recut after we'd already finished the film. We swapped the second and third acts. Um, and that was a revelation that wasn't mine alone. It was a team conversation and a team effort. This is not an auteur project or process. You know, I, I, uh, Kate was entirely an equal co-creator throughout, uh, and all of the partners contributed in ways that you could never even really ask for. It just happened, you know. Remy, thank you so much. We can't wait to see it. Thank you so much for talking. Take it easy. Thank you. Kate Nolan is the lead actress in Bloodstripe. Not new to acting, she is an actress and writer known for her young adult in 2011, the Adjustment Bureau in 2011, and the Mighty Max, which I think she got her acting debut pretty much in 2009. 
Kate's performance was brilliant in this film. She deserves an Academy Award, at least in my book. And I really could not get over her incredible portrayal of a Marine veteran. Okay, big, good. big night. Okay, lots good. Of, That's lots nice. of love. It's, so it's good. Yeah, you know what? And you're in Minnesota. That's we give good. a lot of love. Oh, my God. A I'm little awesome. bit more than California, I hope. Listen, a totally different kind of love. <laughs> so they're, they're apples and oranges. There was a lot of love in California, I can't deny, but Minnesota, it's a unique, it's, uniquely different. It's different, it is. It's more like the apples. We, yes. we grow better apples <laughs> here probably than oranges, right? You definitely grow better apples. Thank you so much. Um, Kate, you and Remy wrote this amazing film. Uh, you play a vet mm-hmm. and... Um, how how did you prepare for this film? Did you study vets? Did you um, uh, interview vets? What did you do? Yeah, we did. We studied um, once we knew that we were going to tell a story surrounding uh, the veteran experience as as much as we could. We took obviously we understood we were taking on something really of which we knew nothing. Uh, I mean, about which we knew very little, and because. Uh, we felt a tremendous sense of responsibility. Um, We did copious amounts of research on the subject matter, read a lot, watched a lot of documentaries, and then, yes, I spoke to a number of veterans. And then uh, while we were shooting, we did have a a Marine with us, um, Marine veteran on set with us. And she has now become basically a part of our family, Amber Patton. And um, so we were always aware that it was a heavy, uh, a big mantle to, to carry, to try, attempt to carry. And so we, I mean, we are still doing research on the issue now because, of course, once we immersed ourselves in some of these stories and some of the issues surrounding uh, the veteran return, not just their experiences at war, but then how they are supported and reintegrating to our society, we just, it became a real passion of ours to stay current and and informed and activated in a way to perhaps um, contribute, shine some light on, on, on areas that may need a little bit of light where these people could get a little more support and and um, and how we can help maybe change some legislation and 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 improve upon this care that I think they need when they get back. Definitely. Did you write this film with you in mind as being the main character of it? Yes. I mean, that was Remy's notion was as a director because we were working from a very sort of limited resource model. We didn't think, you know, we weren't going to have a lot of money to do it. He said, I'm going to go, we made a list of our resources and our limitations, and I was on the resource list. And because he was a first-time director, he said, uh, let's do something very simple, a simple story following one character, uh, just so that'll be easier with the camera, that'll be easier, and and I'll rely upon you. And I know that he knew I would give him 150%, and so um, that evolved. I kind of op, uh, advocated for an ensemble comedy and he was like no it's going to be you and so then yes as we wrote and created her I that was the preparation in many ways that was how she got born in a way it was the the combination of the synergy of the research our imagination my my own heart and soul and and Remy certainly of course and 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 then the sergeant our sergeant was kind of born from there. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you, Kate. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Oh God, Can't wait to nice see you. Then we have Rene Aubergenois. He comes from a long line of famous relatives, which many of you probably didn't know. His father was a Swiss-born, and he was a Cold War-era foreign correspondent 
and Pulitzer Prize-nominated writer. His paternal grandfather, also the name René, was a Swiss post-impressionist painter. René is an accomplished stage, television, film, voice actor, and singer. He played Odo in Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He has had many stage roles on Broadway, and his first Broadway musical in 1969, Coco, was with Katherine Hepburn. That's pretty cool, for which he actually won a Tony. Rene has been very fortunate to be a guest star on numerous television shows. Really, like the list is like endless. And my personal favorite, Rene portrayed Father Mulcahy in MASH. He can now fell of his son, Remy, and daughter-in-law, Kate, co-writing and creating this amazing film, Bloodstripe. Remy asked his dad if he would be willing to be a part of his movie, and of course he was. And what would he play? But he plays a minister in Bloodstripe. How fitting, right? This film is definitely a family affair. He does an amazing job. His son must be so proud of him. Renee, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you so much. Listen, it is my overwhelming pleasure to be here. Is this the first time that you have had such a large family affair in a film or anything that you've done? Oh, yeah. Other than dinner, should I say? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Remy and I did some acting together when he was a boy. Um, And uh, uh, Tessa and I have done stuff together. These are our children, of course. But Remy is the director and the co-author of this uh, piece of work, and um, Kate, of course, brilliant. You know, uh, you can't start a project like this if you. It, it would be like trying to do King Lear with with nobody in mind for the role. It's a, a a huge mountain to climb, and Kate does it brilliantly. And so, yeah, family and a lot of friends, um, old friends, colleagues. Who, who pitched in and, and came to work in the film and uh, supported it uh, in other ways, uh, financially, and tweeting about it, and face, Facebook. All those crazy things we do now. All right? that stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in order to stay in the game, you gotta, have, you gotta do all that stuff. So. What was this an amazing thing for you? Were you amazed to see how wonderful the project ended up being? Oh, yeah. I, I Honestly, when they first talked to us about it and said, oh, we want to make a film, and we went, and I went, uh-huh, good luck, because I've been around a long time, and I am very cognizant of, it's like waging a war uh, to make a film. But with each step they took, it was like watching a child grow to maturity uh, and with the, they just didn't seem, every time I would think, oh, they're going to fall now, they're not going to they're not going to be able to get the script right, and every time they rewrote it and did something else it just got better and better and then, then of course the process of pulling it together and getting the support, the financial support and, the, and, and they just didn't, they just were making the right steps every time and um, so... Did you love being in northern Minnesota? Did you enjoy that? Wow, yeah, of course. Um, we had spent time up there on that lake. Uh, Kate Nowland's 
parents, um, and Kate grew up on that lake in the summertime. Wow. And um, her parents um, have a wonderful place on an island in the middle of that lake. Wow. And um, so we had been there as family and friends. And then um, to, to actually get to be up there and work was amazing. Just you know, I know it's an overused word, but just... It's, it's pretty beautiful up there. It's pretty hard to not use that word. That's one of my favorite words anyway. Fabulous or amazing, which yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming to Minnesota. Thank you for being a part of this amazing film that your family is so a part of. Thank you. Well, thank you. Rusty Schwimmer plays Dot in Bloodstripe. She had an amazing time doing this film. She is flawless in this part. I loved every minute of watching her. She was great. Uh, her first feature film appearance was in Memories of Me in the late 80s, and she has not looked back since. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> oh, my you're gosh. Just, you just, when, when I saw the picture of you, I was like, oh, I really like her. I can tell she's going to be just my kind of girl. <laughs> so nice to meet you, Rusty. And nice to meet you, too, Becca. Very nice. Thanks for coming to Minnesota. Uh, I don't know if you know, I know you've been here to do the film, um, but what was your attraction to doing this film? And did Remy reach out to you? Remy and Kate reach out to you? Well, what happened is Tessa, Remy's sister and Renee's daughter, she had brought up my name to them. Um, I, I would see Tessa and Renee time and time again uh, around L.A. Um, and um, uh, she said, hey, there might be something in my brother's film. Uh, and when she gave me the plot to it, I said, wait a second. I used to spend my summers up in northern Minnesota. I used to spend all of my summers in Bemidji. So when, yeah, and so when they showed me the character of Dot, I said, I know this woman. I know this woman 50 times over. I know exactly who this woman is. She's a year-rounder. She doesn't take any crap from anyone. She's, she herself is a warrior. Her, she herself is a soldier of sorts. And so I loved that idea to play uh, a character that I know very well, uh, from the outside. So instantly you were perfect for this film. <laughs> how, did, how did it feel going through this film? Um, did you still continue to have those feelings as you went through it, as you guys made it? Oh, absolutely. There would be times, uh, Radium Chung, our, our uh, director of photography, he brought a bread maker with him. And he would find raspberries... He'd find mushrooms. He would find everything. And he would make the bread with these ingredients. And to me, that was exactly what I would do all the time. Uh, when I was, I would be spending my summers in Bemidji, they had raspberry bushes. And I played a lot of tennis. And so right before I would go to the courts at the camp that I went to, they had a raspberry patch. Wow. So when Radium had this huge bowl of raspberries, I went right back to where I was. And so I would have memories like that all the time of my summers as a child. And so I was hoping that I could bring that to Dot. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So you, have you always played these kind of characters in your, and have you done a lot of films? 
I've done a lot of films. Yeah. I think I've done now. I think it's over forty. That's strangely, right. yeah, it is. Film. It is. It's a little crazy. I did do a character not similar to Dot, but from the same place. Cool. I did a. Uh, I did a movie. Uh, uh, like around 2005, 2006, called North Country, which was about the women miners in the Iron Range. And so I played one of Charlize Theron's cronies. Uh, we were trained in the mines. And um, so uh, I guess I've played a lot of those characters. A lot of my friends call it the blue-collar chick with the heart of gold who tells it like it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rusty, thank you so much. I can't wait. We're going to go in and see it. So oh, I'm so excited. Go see it. Thank you, Becca. Thank you. Please don't miss this wonderful film, Bloodstripe. Find it where you can and view it and give thumbs up everywhere for this film. Um, Remy and Kate did brilliant work to make this amazing film. So please support them and please support Twin Cities Film Festival. Thank you. 